it's a very unique uh, situation because as we get near the end of this decade, the power shortage will actually get worse um, because there's going to be several um, several airlines um, it, it, with with, um, with pilots who are going to be retiring, and we're still not producing enough pilots um, to, to take those jobs over. Um, at Kent, we're lucky to have several of the bridge programs with the major airlines, so we're getting up-to-date data of what's happening, and we're you know we're trying to meet that demand as best as we can. But it, it's it's going to get interesting uh, by the end of this decade. So, Jason, let's get into that aspect. Pilots retire, which means there's normally a surplus of pilots ready to step into these chairs. These are really good jobs. And certainly when you look at the Air Force and training and colleges and such, you would think that there would be pilots ready to step into these chairs. What has been the problem in the recruitment and training of new pilots? So I think a lot of the barriers are the cost of entry. You know, again, you still have an additional cost of your flight training, and that—that's where a lot of um, a lot of people over the years have have actually shied away from that, including myself, because the salaries were really lower. You know, if I was 20 years younger, I would be jumping into this uh, head first. But um, pilot, the pilot um, shortage it was is really a perfect storm of a really low entry salaries years ago, where pilots would you know essentially fly for free. And then once they get into their careers, 10, 15 years into their careers, then, then they're making a, a decent salary. Now with the pilot shortage, um, it was interesting. I was coming back from speaking in Switzerland, and when I was on a flight from Atlanta to Columbus on uh, Saturday evening, um, it was really interesting watching the crew and actually how young they are, um, which is actually exciting to see that uh, because, it, again, uh, Delta, all the majors are having trouble filling uh, a lot of these positions now. Jason Lorenzen is with us, Assistant Professor Aeronautics at Kent State University. Talk about the training aspect. You mentioned a younger crew coming on the plane, but the training aspect is still long, or have they changed the parameters of that? No, it's still long. It's still uh, the requirements are, are there. They either have what's called a restricted airline transport pilot rating, and that was definitely the result of a, of a major crash back in 2009, uh, some some may remember the Buffalo crash, whereas actually the, the pilots didn't have nothing to do with their experience. It had more to do with fatigue, and they were both paid a very low uh, salary, and uh, they had to uh, commute across the country. Those things have definitely changed, uh, and what we saw is around about 10 years ago an increase um, in the uh, amount of hours and also an increase in the amount of salary for beginning pilots to attract them into the airline. So it's been definitely a perfect storm with that change in regulations. But before that, you know, a person at 250 hours may have been sitting in the right seat. Now we require either 1,000 or 1,500 hours before they can be in, a, uh, be in an airliner. So, Jason, as you look down the road and you mentioned the unfortunate perfect storm, storm how does the airline industry adjust to this shortage with a lack of pilots? What can the consumer expect here in the next few years then? So on the short term, you know, again, we, we go by air because it, it's so fast. But I have this little um, this little saying, you know, go, uh, go by air when you have time to spare. So two things are going to happen. You may have a lot less selection of flights between different locations. Remember, Akron Canton, 
Uh, now Breeze has come in into the fray. Now uh, Acton Canton used to have a direct flight to Orlando. We haven't seen that in a few years. This is a direct result. You may see cancellations because there's simply not enough crew or the crew's timed out. So those are, you know, again, patience uh, if you're, you're a traveler and, you know, give yourself uh, plenty of time to, to go where you need to go. On the second thing, on the long-term scale, you'll probably see more automated uh, automated resources in, in the flight deck. And eventually, maybe by the end of our lifetime, Ray, we're, we're going to see, um, you know, pilotless aircraft. And that, you know, we're very working closely with industry, with Airbus, with Boeing, with Embraer to see what the manufacturers are, are, are aiming for. And that's one of the ways that the manufacturers will be dealing with this. Now, do we have the public confidence that it's going to happen tomorrow? No. Um, that's one of the things that that'll have to um, that'll have to be addressed is the support of you know public confidence in uh, essentially a pilotless aircraft. So, Jason, let's talk about it. What five new majors in aeronautics coming to Kent State University? That has to be exciting for the program. Yes, it's actually a, a an advancement of our of our program. Um, we have these as concentrations. Actually, now they're going to be there in their own degree program and. When I was actually served as coordinator of the program, we were starting to work on this. The one, uh, working with industry, working with our students, working with academia to make sure that we could streamline and meet the demand of, you know, producing the graduates that industry needs. And that was one of the reasons we, uh, we definitely did this. And also to place more value on the accreditation of our program. All of our, all of our degree programs are accredited um, by the aviation um, uh, academic uh, Board International, which uh, regu- and that doesn't regulate, but they come in and, and accredit all major aeronautics programs across the country. And that gives uh, a significant amount of weight with industry stakeholders, such as the major airlines, such as the manufacturers. That was one of the biggest reasons that we made this change. Jason, when we look at the additions or the improvement of the programs, Talk about to these families listening to this morning the opportunities for these students now coming into Kent State University. So our professional pilot program is probably the one that's the most popular, so to become a pilot and to fly the aircraft. But there, you know, there's there's significant amount of other programs that are just as equally important, if not so somewhat more important, like the uh, one that I, I established, the uh, Unmanned Aircraft Systems Flight Operations. Um, again, by the end of uh, this decade, beginning of the next, we are going to see um, UAS, what we know as drone operations, taking people and property from, from, from a city center to another part of the city center, just like you take a taxi cab. So that's one of the degree programs that um, will offer you. is essentially what I call the Jetsons degree. And I just came back from speaking at a conference in Geneva and seeing what they're doing in Europe. And we're not too far off the mark from actually seeing this as reality. And that's one of the exciting things. Um, and we, we offer that program in, in unmanned aircraft systems flight operations. We also offer aviation management, those people who want to run an airport or run a particular part of, uh, of, of an aviation, um, aviation company. Air traffic and airspace management is another, uh, another area that I'm uh, very involved in, uh, with. ATC producing people who can go and work for the FAA, but airspace management, when this new set of vehicles comes into the airspace, what is that going to look like? And I'm, I'm, we're, we're definitely at Kent State on the foreflight of that. 
and at the forefront of that. And um, again, producing uh, those graduates who want to be employable and have an exciting career. It takes over a thousand people to get every aircraft airborne. And if we have a shortage, you know, coming out of COVID of, of, uh, of people working in the airline industry, certainly air transportation industry certainly has experienced this. And there's definitely a lot of demand in this area. Now, to wrap up our conversation this morning, we're talking with Assistant Professor Aeronautics, Kent State University, Jason Lorenzen. What is the, in your opinion, Jason, what's the overall health right now of the airline industry? Uh, overall health is extremely healthy. Uh, again, um, I fly quite regularly, both in general aviation, but um, especially especially now, uh, crisscrossing the country and, and speaking at different conferences, I have not been on a plane that has not been full, um, which is really exciting to watch. Uh, you know, we're we're probably getting either close to pre-COVID levels or past that by now. So the overall health is, is is exceptionally strong. People want to travel. People are traveling. Uh, airports are exceptionally busy. It wasn't one airport in the United States that I've been to in the last month that hasn't been busy. So it's definitely an exciting time. Um, again, we're watching this at Kent State, working closely with industry, so to, to, to have our graduates out there working. Um, the kind of exciting thing is I keep up with my former students. Uh, I met one of my former students in Milan uh, last week, um, seeing how he's doing as an international career. Uh, check on with some of my more recent graduates. Um, these students are all, these graduates are all flying. They're all busy. Um, we even have some who become lawyers, and they're busy too. So, um, as you know, that's one of my other areas of interest.